hello everybody good afternoon welcome to episode number 69 of the wp cafe podcast with myself and my co-host keith devon i'm matt wilkinson and in this episode we're going to be looking at a few interesting topics that have been in the wordpress news space this week and uh yeah hopefully they'll uh, get everyone chatting that's good um how are you anyway keith how's your week been before we get started uh pretty good uh been enjoying getting stuck into a few little bits and pieces a little bit of actual front-end development for a client which was really fun didn't last long but it was good fun i enjoyed that um building like a product catalog front end so that was i really enjoyed that um and then i've been getting stuck into our i guess marketing work um going down the path to start uh, setting up some ads for for rec press very good um so I've been I've been enjoying that, just playing about with some tools, doing some keyword analysis, playing with ChatGPT a bit for some copywriting and ad ideas, and playing with Canva a little bit and Sketch a little bit, and yeah. So I've actually yeah I've been really really enjoying it. It's been good. How about you? Very good. Very good. Um, yeah, one or two crises to uh, navigate <laughs> around this week, notably yes. yesterday afternoon when suddenly everything died uh, on a on a. The multi-site. Um, not quite sure why yet, but we'll work that out. Yeah. Uh, that was interesting and uh, rather nerve-wracking. Yeah. Um, yeah, just plodding along, supporting customers on job relay and stuff. And I did the back-end work for the catalogue that you mentioned, but I did that last week, so not this week. So yeah, that, was, yeah. uh, that was slightly different. But yeah, it's been all right. The weather's Good. been absolutely horrific. I've uh, uh, not been able to get out and play golf because it's been absolutely tipping it down every day, but... Hey ho, it's getting towards winter, I suppose, isn't it? You can't expect. It's nice here. It's meant to be like 20 degrees or over here for the next five days. <laughs> I think it's supposed to get nicer tomorrow for us up here. Yeah. It's, it's not yeah. good today. It's not cold, but it's not uh, it's, yeah. it's not uh, not nice, let me put it that way. So, yeah. Um, hello to Ross Xlams Elliot. Thank you for joining us. If you haven't already popped your name in the chat and said hello, then please do. It's nice to know who is uh, listening to us. Yeah. Um, Good to good to get that uh, get that out of the way, uh, right? What's our first topic? So this is based off of kind of a discussion that's going around in the WordPress community at the moment, and I also tweeted this out and actually got some loads of like really good replies actually, mm. and that is the lack of block themes or the lack of adoption of block themes. Now, I had to check what a block theme was because we seem to have that much terminology now. Um, and a block theme is basically a theme that uses blocks for all aspects of the site. So for me, it's like a full site editing experience. That's right. that's kind of what we're talking about. Yeah. And there's so few of these themes in the theme repository and just a general slowness of the uptake of them. And uh, so the, the question is, why is that? What is the reason for people not using block themes and uh, yeah, if you've got any comments in the mm. comments, then let us know what's your reason for not using block themes. Or if you are an avid block theme user and you are pumping sites out for clients using block themes, then let us know as well, because I'm sure you've got some insights that we could all learn from. So what's your thoughts, Keith? Yeah, I think firstly, it's it's difficult to have these conversations because of the terminology and the kind of gray areas around what we're actually talking about. Like, are we actually talking about a problem with block themes or are we talking about a problem with full site editing or are we talking about a problem with the block editor i don't like it's kind of because the adoption of any of those things is interlinked with all the rest of it 
Um, so it's kind of hard just to isolate it on block themes. But um, I think the, the the answer is they're not as good as the alternatives. Um, the alternatives are... Page builders. Mature page, page builders. I mean, I've, had to, I've been forced to use all of the page builders recently. Yep. And I don't like any of them personally. But I see why people use them because they're just so much more powerful than the block editor. You know, we were having a conversation yesterday, I think, Mark, wasn't it? That um, a client came to us with a mock-up for a uh, a page that they want to implement on their website. Uh, we've built the site using blocks. I don't think it's a full site editing site, that particular one. Um, but, we've, but we use blocks on the site. And, we're, and then we were thinking, okay, so what can we build? How can we build this page with blocks? And, you know, the first things that came up in my head was, well, we we can't add that border down that side of that block because we don't have those controls enabled on this theme. So we can't do that. Uh, and then you're like, I think you opened up like a fresh version of yeah, WordPress and just results. started fiddling about. And you got, you got really far. You were like, okay, well, I can add a border. That's cool. That works. To a column. That works. And then I was like, yeah, but they don't, nothing lines up anymore. And then you're like, okay, well, we'll add some padding. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. So we kind of lined it up. And then it's like, what happens on mobile? Oh, yeah. So everything's stacked, but we still have a border on the right side of this column where you'd want it on the bottom. And we've got no way of controlling that. Whereas with Elementor or Divi or anything else, you have like responsive layout controls. So there's one big one. We don't have responsive layout controls. Now, I don't particularly want responsive layout controls because I want that stuff to be in the realm of the theme, but that isn't what WordPress is anymore. So yeah. I've lost that, you know, I've not personally lost that battle, but that, that that's that's done, you know. So I just like comparing the tools that we have, I can totally get why people use Elementor or use Divi or, or Astra or any of these other tools that just give just way, way more power to do these things. You look at design, you think, yeah, I can do that. Rather than looking at design thinking, can't really do any of that. I mean, it's amazing what you can do, especially when you've got a bit of experience with the block editor. You look at Poodle Press, you know, Jamie Marshland's channel. He's constantly like recreating other people's websites uh, with the block editor. And it's really impressive what he gets done, but it's never like, but they're not perfect, and that's it's never like, perfect. It's a, it's a good design. representation, but it's not like yeah, yeah not perfect. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was interesting that little experiment we did when I loaded up the the default WordPress. It was just, I think, it's just a default WordPress install with twenty twenty three. That's the one, isn't it? With the latest one, yeah. or two, and it was what you can do. And I did, I, I didn't kind of realize you could do as much as we could, but we spent like ten minutes. Well, I say I was just literally on a call like this, and we were just chatting away through it, and I had my screen sharing. I'm like, yeah, you could put the borders on and stuff. But then you were like, oh, the padding's going to be off now. And it was. But then mm. you fix that by sort of grouping this together and then making sure there's another group in the other one and adding padding to the group, not the column. And it's just too complicated. It's a hack like, as well. It's a hack. And, and like, the only reason I know that will work is because I understand, you know, elements on a page and divs and the fact that you can and have padding and the box model and stuff like that. But people, clients won't understand that at all. They won't understand how to put those together. Yeah. What was pretty cool though is that now you could once I'd made this column layout and I got my border down the middle and I'd, I'd done the bits and bobs, you can actually save it as a pattern that is a synced pattern. You give it a name, and then if the client presses the plus button and then searches for that, then they can just drop that on a page with all those settings set in place, which was pretty good. But I can just imagine that 
client websites are just going to become like pattern hell. There's just going to be so many patterns mm -hmm. in there that how do you organize them and how do they know what they're called and to drop these things on the page? It just seems really, really strange. The other thing we were chatting through with like issues is that, and it was based off the design we were given because the design we were given had like all the main page titles as bold and the actual website didn't have the titles as bold. And we just kind of had that discussion about, well, with, with block editor, like what, what do you do? Because you, if the titles of a designer bold, you can't make them bold in the style sheet because then they can't unmake them bold in yeah. the editor. So yeah. you're relying on the client to add a title and make it bold and make all those design decisions, you know, mm -hmm. and if they change their mind, how do you change that globally for, for, you know, for, every, for every title on the site? You've got to go yeah. into each page and edit it. Those are the sorts of things that are just really holding back agencies, I think, from using mm -hmm. block themes. Um, and there are these fundamental problems that either people aren't interested in solving or they're so hard to solve that they're going to take a long time to solve. I'm yeah. not quite sure what the answer to that is, but yeah, those are some yeah. of the, the problems that we've seen, haven't we, and, and so forth. And although well, I'm trying to think that we did, we have built one site, haven't we, fully on full site editing. And I can't remember some of the issues, but they were fundamental sort of big issues that we had, wasn't it? Sort of outputting um, like terms and things on, on posts for like uh, categories and the fact that they automatically like link to the archive and you might not be using the archive and you've got to go in and, change them and then how do you change them you're left with using render block and doing a lot of search replace stuff it just seems a bit a bit yeah. strange um to do it with but anyway there on, you go on the whole like block adoption thing i mean our anecdotal experience of integrating job relay with probably close to 400 websites yep how many how many of those websites have been using blocks and it like off the top of your head Zero. Four hundred websites. Across any website that I've integrated Job Relay with that has used blocks. And Job Relay started in two thousand, so the block editor is sorry, two thousand two thousand twenty. <laughs> so the block editor is older it's than older, yeah, Job it's Relay. A bit years older, I think. And yeah. in of those four hundred sites, not one of them, or oh, if if it is one, it's one. I or can't two. remember one. So if it is one, we're talking one or two. We're talking yep. a tiny proportion. But so, like, what does that tell you? It's pretty damning. No one's using block block the block editor. Never mind full site editing. Um, yeah, because for reasons that we've probably just explained, or some of the yeah. reasons we've probably explained. Um, we've got lots of people chatting in the in the comments. What is everybody saying? Let's have a look. Uh yeah, that's uh, Sam says, um, I don't think FSC is ready for agency adoption, missing too many basic features. I think we've just mentioned some. It would be interesting, Sam, if you can think of any that we haven't mentioned um, that it yeah. is missing and, and that you think are really important. So it might be that some of them are actually quite easy to add. I don't know. Uh, Peter, thanks for joining us. Hello. The main thing about the numbers around adoption is remembering that the general population has no need or reason to change themes in the per first place. Yep, really good point. So I've got my slides. It's working really well. Love it. I don't. I don't need to change, do I? So I. I, I do think they're like, we're four. Yeah, we're four years into Gutenberg. If we can still still call it Gutenberg. I mean, the life cycle. I don't know what the life cycle of a website is. The kind of average, but it surely is around three or four years. So you'd think things would have picked up a lot recently if that was an attractive. People are building. I guess the point is we're working on a lot of sites that are new sites. 
and none of them are using the block editor either. So, you know, we're 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 doing job relay integrations on a you know weekly basis, like twice twice a week, and there still haven't been any. So, yeah, I think I don't think you're wrong, Peter. I think like there is a natural kind of uh, lag in these things because people are happy with what they have, um, but plenty of people have moved on from the sites they had. And they're still not choosing the block editor in our experience. Yeah, I think he's right though. If you built a website for someone back in twenty whatever it was, eighteen, nineteen, and, yeah. and even though the block editor was out then, you may well have chosen not to use it because it was very in its infancy and you didn't want to push the boat at that point. You know, round about now or in a year's time, that website might be coming up for for change. Mm-hmm. You know, a website it can easily last four or five years, can't it? As we've seen with some of our clients. So I think those customers for sure have no need to change and until they want to change the websites for other reasons. Maybe the reason is that they don't like the editing experience they've got and they want to update it and that maybe the block editor would help them, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, who else have we got? We've got Elliot. Thanks for joining us, Elliot. A block theme is designed to fully work with the full site editing experience, but I can still do more in a classic theme and it uses blocks like Keith says, no responsive controls. So what problem is it solving? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I think it's probably important to say that we are actually quite fans of the block editor for posts and pages and custom post types. We've enjoyed building websites yep. where it's a, is that called a hybrid theme? I'm not sure anymore. So. But so, so we're using the block editor just for the content of posts and pages, but we're not using it for the full site editing experience, which is kind of uh, what you alluded to there. Um, yeah. What else have we got? Just yeah. says, just use CSS to refine. Well, that... I think that was when we were talking about uh, getting a, getting so far in the with the block editor and not being able to kind of do those responsive styles. And like that's fine, but that gets very messy. And it's not an end user solution. And this is what the block editor and full site editing is for. It's for people. It's for website owners. It's 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 meant to be a no code solution. So just saying that you can just use CSS feels like a bit of a cop out. Don't get me wrong. I love CSS. That is what I love more than anything else. Uh, except my wife and daughter, obviously. Um, but <laughs> yeah, in a professional sense, CSS is my thing. Um, so like, I, I I mean, I'm very upset to see how kind of CSS has been kind of treated in a way in the WordPress space. But if we're going to go that route and kind of cut that out cut the theme developer kind of out of the equation almost and it all becomes about using the tools within the full site editor to do things then you've got to pull that bandage off and just rip it off and like uh, sprinkling css here and there it's just from in my opinion that just gets a bit messy but i agree that is probably the solution today um yeah which is what we're kind of going with with RecPress, aren't we um yes have an output and then make that output as flexible as you can using CSS to make the changes. Yeah, that's the plan. But whether yeah, it'll come yeah, off, yeah. we'll see. Um, Elliot also said, "No, there are global styles for controlling global styles." Yeah. So, the, I think you mean like changing things globally, like you want I to change the ta- headings. Yeah, to, I think when you were talking to, about making, yeah, yeah, but I don't. Will that work? So if I if I set all headings in the global styles to have a bold, then will I be able to override them? And what if they've already been set in the editor on another page to not bold? Will yeah. that override that? I don't know. I don't know. And yeah. I think that's very confusing for users as well. 
what 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 am I actually doing when I'm setting global styles? Um, maybe that's just me, but I find that really confusing. What what's actually going to change mm-hmm. when I do this thing? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I think that could be communicated a bit better. Yeah. Um, a few people saying they're building hybrid themes with ACF blocks, which is yep, that's kind of the approach we've taken for most of our stuff. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting one. I think one last point on this is I've seen some tweets about people saying, you know, you shouldn't be using. Things like Elementor, Divi, pick another one. I don't know. They're all, they're all out there because you know your, your content is locked in to those those platforms. But I think most people don't really care about that because they'll have a new website built in three, four, five years time, and then yeah. we'll just change it anyway. Yeah. Most websites that we deal with, um, I don't know. They probably have what forty pages, hundred blog posts. Yeah. If the worst comes to the worst, you just copy and paste them into the new system. Um, you know, I think if you're building sites for huge enterprises that have millions of pages and posts, then yes, that is a massive uh, usually, problem that you don't want content locking. When someone, when a client is commissioning a new website, they're taking that opportunity to restructure the website and redo the copywriting. Hmm. You know, it's very rare that they want all of the same content on the new site. But that's that's pretty rare, in 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 our experience anyway. So, yes, tricky one. But this this leads into something else I wanted to mention today. I saw um, I saw a tweet by Daniel, I think Shootsmith, I think his name is, um, and he was responding to someone saying that it was time to look at Wix again because uh, there is a lot you can do with it. Could they with their custom dev platform? Um, there's you know, there's Wix.com slash studio coming out. There's a GitHub connection, local development, and all this kind of stuff. So Wix are Wix are have decided to improve their developer experience. And it's it's got, you know, some WordPress people just kind of having a look. And there was an interesting reply by Carolina. Carolina comes up in this show a lot. We're big fans. Uh, she says, um, Basically, but does that matter if they have terms where they can decide to shut you down at any time and where they can decide who owns the content? My my response to Carolina, but it it does matter. We can't as 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 a word as the WordPress community, we can't just keep falling back to this, yeah, but it's open source. Yeah, but you own your own content. That stuff is super, super important. But at some point there is a tipping point where if the tool is not as good as the closed source competitors, it doesn't matter. People are going to go for those closed source options. And for most people, they don't care. They don't care about open source. They don't care about content ownership. They care about affordability. Does it look good? Is it easy to use? That's it. And Absolutely. <laughs> So it's like I get Carolina's point and I'm 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 on her side like that stuff does matter to me but only to a point you know I I put content out on other platforms like like Twitter I don't, I don't even know what the terms and conditions are do they own that do they own my tweets probably I would imagine so <laughs> so it only like that argument only goes so far and it won't keep WordPress alive like that is not what's going to keep WordPress alive WordPress is as popular as, as it is today because at a point probably about 10 years ago, 
It was head and shoulders above the competition. It was the best platform. So everyone moved to it. It's now arguably not the best platform in a lot of cases. So people are moving away from it. Ties in with what Elliot just said here. It's worth noting that box themes are for users, not developers. There are no code approach where success lies in its developer communities and agencies. I've no data to back that up, but like what you were saying, I think 10 years ago when WordPress was head and shoulders above the rest and it was pretty developer friendly, Yes, those two things combined to just yep. snowball it forward in front of everything else. And at the moment, the block editor isn't isn't that for, for me, or oh, sorry, the, the full site experience isn't that. It's not developer friendly. It's just very hard to do anything unless, you know, you, you could argue that, you know, you need to learn React and JavaScript. But the point being is that if people don't know it and they don't want to learn it, then they will use something else. Do you know what I mean? You keep, mm. We keep hearing this, well, it's, it's our fault because we don't know this and we don't know that. Well, like I'm saying, well, I didn't change it. I, I didn't make that decision yeah. to change it. Um, that was yeah. done by someone else for reasons that I'm not entirely sure about. Yeah, I, I, I really, I really don't like the argument that it's the developer community's fault for the adoption. As in, we're we haven't yeah. leveled up, we haven't learned how to use blocks, we haven't done X and Y, and there, there's I, I don't know if people are saying that directly, but it definitely feels like yeah. there's a tone like of that sometimes, and it's just like no, and if you're gonna keep saying that. It's like nothing's going to improve. You know, yeah. if lots of people are saying that this isn't a good situation, it probably isn't a good situation. You know, the reasons for it might be arguable, but like if developers are like losing love and losing, you know, like looking elsewhere, there is a problem. Like even if it's just a problem of like perception um, and the reality is different, it's still a problem. But yeah. Anyway. I feel like that. I feel like you you told that you know you're not you're not leveling up properly and you don't know this stuff and you should. Yeah, I'm I'm sure others feel the same, but uh, yeah. Anyway, well, interesting topic. Yeah, and I think interesting to watch how it progresses over the next few months and and, and years and what happens to the to the developer experience maybe, which is yeah. perhaps one of the reasons why the adoption has been has been slow. But, uh, yeah, I yeah. think so. Um, which kind of leads onto this uh, next topic, which is like marketing full site editing. And you actually put an interesting tweet out, so with it had like four videos on it. Um, yeah. Can I just explain? Because uh, you were replying to someone else as well, weren't you? So I think it might be better to explain what you were doing there. I can't remember who it was. Um, yeah, someone was someone was saying who was that? If I can think for two seconds, Brad. It was Brad, wasn't it? Brad Williams. Brad Williams. Yes, he mentioned something along the lines of, "Yeah, you know, the full full site editing and WordPress in general isn't isn't marketed like the competitors." And I was just basically agreeing with him and saying, "Yeah, have have a look at this video from Wix, this video from Squarespace, this video from Webflow, or or whatever it was. I can't remember what the examples were that I found, but I just went on YouTube and googled like what is Webflow or what is Wix, and I, I the video content." for those platforms is just like vastly superior to anything that comes out for, for WordPress. Now, WordPress has a lot of user-generated content that is good, but if you just want a slick, shiny, this is WordPress and this is what it can do, I couldn't find it. Um, yeah. And I just Brad's feel like those... So yeah. Brad's point was like, 
when you go to the WordPress site about the block editor, <laughs> inversely to what we've just been talking about, it's all very developery. Actually, that's true. Like people just want to know what is it? What does it do? What does it you know do for me? If that makes sense. Yeah. And those videos maybe that you posted to, I must have confessed I didn't watch them all, but they they kind of they're like the Apple video, aren't they, to, yeah. to advertise this thing and. I don't know. Maybe WordPress needs something like that. We've often said, haven't we? I think we'd love do. the video to be able to just send to a client and say, "Look, this is kind of what we're going to build for, for you. This is how you're going to be able to edit pages and posts." Yeah. And I mean, we could build one, but it wouldn't be, wouldn't be as, uh, as flashy and nice, would no. it? But, so no. it maybe nice to have something like that. Yeah, I think it's. I think basically it's a hard sell, and <laughs> maybe it's a hard sell because it's not that good. Um, you know, compared to things like Elementor, and I'm talking about Elementor, something different to WordPress, because because in this sense it is. But like, you know, even like even the Elementor stuff is like really really slick. Um, and people know Elementor and they've used it, and you're like, well, you could have the block editor instead. They're like, okay, what's that like? Like, uh, <laughs> like where where do you where do you go? You don't you can't send them somewhere like if you look at this page in this video, you'll understand it and you'll want it. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, yeah, maybe that's 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 the answer. What I did see is that the WordPress, I think it's WordPress.org/slash/Gutenberg. Let me just check. Yeah, that is now um, an editor, so yes. you can actually go in and play with it. So you could send that to a client and say, but that's not a great experience because it's not like yeah. if it was an editor with like a nice onboarding system, like yeah, you know, one of those things that like takes you around like a tour. If it was that kind of thing, then yeah. But you can just land on that. And you're like, right? What is it? Yeah. What, what am I? What am I doing here? This is a web page. Is it? Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And it doesn't look good. Like it's not really a great advert. I love minimal design, typography led design, but most clients want something a bit more fl- flashy. Maybe it's the wrong word, but no, maybe it's not. A bit, a bit flasher. A yeah. bit more modern video backgrounds and like sliding this and like that doesn't it's not really selling it you know as as like a fully featured page builder anyway i'm doing a lot yeah. we're doing a lot of complaining today do we have anything uh do, there's a couple more we... comments coming uh elliot says i tweeted yesterday a simple function in woocommerce to add a custom field in the checkout add a filter hook with the blockify woocommerce multiple layers just to do a simple thing so i think the point is very valid like to do something in the block editor like to 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 change something and filter something and make something different is it's just so much more difficult. I was trying to do it with the search block. Yeah. You know, we have a search block and I wanted to be able to restrict that search block to a specific post type. Yeah. Uh, the only the, the only way I could do it was to create a variation of the block, which seems a bit overkill, but it it would work. Or um, and it would work within the parameters because you can't you can only use one post type if you do that. Or again, we're back to filtering render blocks. So I added a class and then used detected the class and then started the render block to add a new input in. It just seems a bit non-WordPressy. WordPress is always wonderful and for, for being able to change things and edit things and you know as a developer and it seems to have uh, seems to have got a bit worse now. Yeah. This I like. Shopify has a key, community keynote every month talking about new features, tips, community spotlights. That might be nice, like a mm. you know a monthly a monthly meetup talk about what's going on and what changes are and what features there are and things. I don't know. Well, yeah, that comes as be. a blog post, doesn't it? Yeah, like quite quite, quite regularly, but yeah, it isn't. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, Dif- different, different, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, marketing WordPress. Perhaps it's hard, and uh, yeah, I, 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 I think it's hard. 
And I also yeah. wonder, like, it's open source, so actually it needs someone to do it, doesn't it? Yeah. There isn't a marketing department. I know there's a marketing, I think there's, there's a marketing a team. team yeah, Quite of, of make or core, whatever you call it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it needs a budget, I suppose, and stuff like that, which is when you're open source, it's more difficult to galvanize that together, isn't it, and find that resource from somewhere. So, Yeah, yeah. Hey-ho, hey-ho. Anyway, uh, next point on our list of things, although we've already done nearly 30 minutes with that. But we'll, I know, we'll I think we should wrap it up these. soon. But, yeah. um, I want to mention this because I woke up this morning to a big debate about a plug-in preview button. I don't know if anyone else has seen this. And mm. um, they'd rolled out this button that was appearing on all of the plug-in repositories that was a preview. And what happened when you click on the button, it took you to the WordPress playground, which is where you can run WordPress in a browser, and it installed the plugin. Um, so that you could, I guess the idea is you could like have a look at this plugin in action and have a play with it. Um, and then the, the ticket had it, the, the track ticket had just so many people saying what a bad idea it was and the fact that it should be opt out rather than opt in. Um, no, that it should be opt in rather than opt out. Sorry, the yeah. other way around. Um, yeah. Anyway, 12 hours later, it's gone, <laughs> which I find very strange um, that it was rolled out in the first place and then it was you know, quickly rolled backwards. It seems a, a bit of a strange move. I, th but... I thought it wasn't gone. I thought they've changed it. Is it gone? Gone, gone? I thought it had gone. I think that when I last read the track ticket, it just said, we've rolled this back and we'll we'll discuss it further or something like that. Oh, basically. wow. So, okay. There's lots of people mentioning that you should be able to put your own URL in for that button so that you can show a demo of, on your own site or something. I thought that was a a good idea, but I'm not sure how you police that for abuse, yeah, you know, taking people to something else, that's all. But That's open to of, abuse, for sure. I see, the, I see the point. But anyway, that's yeah. an interesting little update overnight. Yeah. Um, do you want to mention quickly about marketing stuff you've been doing? Announcing uh, stuff? Okay, I gave a really brief. Yeah, I gave a brief overview at the top of the show, but All I'm right. in my second week of working with um, a digital marketing guy to kind of talk me through setting everything up for ads. So I've got all the I've got some nasty tracking scripts uh, <laughs> ready to go. Um, so that's pretty horrible. So the next thing I need to get our cookie policy stuff on the websites and then I can yeah. start running those tracking scripts. Um, yeah, that was a hard one for me. I mean, we could we could have talked about that as a topic at some point, but we had better stuff to talk about today. But um, just having to delve into that whole world of Google and Meta and tracking just felt, feels really dirty. But what are, the, like, what are the alternatives if you want to run ads online? Um, so I've been doing that. And then I have, yeah, I've been playing about with some ideas for like ad copy and style, get trying to get the messaging right, looking at the search keyword research to kind of help with all, well, what are people actually searching for in and around the topic of WordPress job boards? And it's been good like, yeah, it's been interesting. Yeah. Like what, 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 what's the angle going to be? Because we've got two markets and I think my hunch at the minute is that we can capture the developer market by running ads against WP Job Manager yep. uh, and selling RecPress as WP Job Manager Plus. <laughs> you know, not obviously not branded like that, but but essentially yep. that, that's the messaging. We take WP Job Manager and we do it for you and make it awesome. Um, so I think there's a yeah, possibility there. And then the other the other market is the recruitment agencies themselves. And I think that's where the meta advertising is going to come in on Facebook 
and Instagram where we say, look, does your job board look like this? Is it a bit shit? You know, is the uh, is the search a bit rubbish? Are you not happy with the design? Yada, yada. Then, you know, we can help. So I think there's kind of, I think, I think there'll be a split in the two platforms. I think we'll get more developers from Google with WP Job Manager searches. And I think we'll probably get more recruiters through Meta uh, by by targeting them and, and their unhappiness with their current job board. So that's my that's my hunch. Um, we'll test it out. So yeah, hope that'll go well. Very good, yeah. very good. Right, I think we should wrap it up because obviously we've done thirty two minutes talking about uh, full site editing and other various things. So. Hope you enjoyed that. Thank you for joining us. And apologies if we didn't get to your comment, but thanks very much for diving into the comments and letting us know your thoughts, as always. If you haven't subscribed to the channel, why not? You should have by now. Please do so. Please like this video if you've enjoyed the episode. And we will be back the same time next week, I believe. So uh, yeah. we'll see you. We'll see you then. See you next time. Bye.